Joining me today is John. I don't think I actually caught your last name. Hayes. John, John Hayes. Hayes. Okay. Joining me today is John Hayes from the Juno Arts and Humanities Council. How are you doing this morning? Good. The, uh, thanks so much for having me on here. No, definitely. It's always fun. I mean, I've, I've, it's very fun to talk about arts and cultural stuff. I feel like a lot of times that kind of gets gets waylaid by other sorts of topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, always that, like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to, like, be like, hey, this is happening. <laughs> Pay attention. Exactly. So from, I understand that you want to talk to me about the piano series that the Jack is putting on. So what can you tell me about that? Um, well, this is the fourth concert season that the Juno Piano Series has been happening. It started in 2018. Uh, and all of that was instigated from a couple years before when there was a good community fundraising effort to purchase a new piano for the Jack. So it's not a new piano now, but it's, I think it's seven years old now. So a great piano in good condition. Uh, it was a bit of a clunker before that instrument was there. Um, so yeah, I had the idea in 2018 to organize a series of concerts every year just to make sure that this instrument is getting some good use and also the fact that I think this is the only concert series in town that is dedicated to solo piano music. Okay. And I have to ask, did you start that in the summer of 2018? Or was that like a, like, do you remember what kind of season you started that out? Oh, a fall. It was a fall? It's usually a fall through spring, approximately. Dang, I wonder how I missed that, because I was a student at UAS at the time, so I'm like, how did that slip my, how did I not notice that was going on? I need to work on the advertising. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, that was the first year, though, so I can't, you can't fault yourself there. Yeah. Okay. And so, what are some of the, I mean, obviously we're talking piano music, but what are some of the songs that have been played before? Um, it's been quite diverse, actually. I mean, the first thing I'd say is it, it is classical music, primarily. Um, but the thing about classical music is that actually encompasses like four centuries of music when we're talking keyboard music. So all of that is not really the same thing. It just gets lumped under this broad category. Um, so we've had a lot of some people have focused a lot more on 20th century compositions. You know, there's sort of your bread and butter of Mozart or actually no one has played Mozart yet. This will be the first time this Friday, but, um, you know, it's quite diverse. I try not to tell the performers what to perform. I want them to find their own personality through it all. Um, sometimes I Sometimes you can like ask people like, oh, what do you want to hear? But I think when the performer has that control, uh, more of their personality will come through. Yeah, and I feel like that would come from, you know, obviously music is an art, and so art is an expression of the self, and so that would play into that, because if you pick that music, then that is you expressing yourself in that regard, because you've chosen the song that you want to perform. Yeah, and I think an audience kind of wants to have the performer do that. You know, they might want certain things, but... They want to see what's what's this person doing. They're curious. No, definitely. And I was going to say when you were saying how you know we're talking about like a four hundred year time span of music, and it just gets lumped together. Good old good old umbrella terminology, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's definitely interesting because I feel like sometimes it gets it's a little lost just how long 
that kind of that that style of music has been around for. I mean, you're talking 400 years. That's longer than the U.S. has been a thing. That's like <laughs> yeah. most places have been places, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it can be very interesting because um, you know we categorize music by decade a lot, and you can hear the difference between each decade. And I think that hasn't really uh, gone away at any point. Um, the difference between music of the 1840s versus the 1850s is different. <laughs> no, definitely. Now, my next question would be, so what are the, do you know the songs are being played for these next two shows that are coming up? Yes. So there are, uh, there was a concert this last Friday and there's the two coming up this Friday and Sunday and they all feature one of the last three sonatas of Franz Schubert. And so Franz Schubert was uh, born 1797, died 1828, so 31 years of age. Um, but despite that, one of the most prolific composers, over 600 songs, vocal songs that he wrote, nine symphonies, chamber works, 20 sonatas for piano, I think, other things. He just wrote so, so much. And yet he actually didn't have much of a career in music, I learned. Um, he worked as a school teacher for about five years. He really was poor enough for most of his life that he was living around with different friends of his. And, but, it was only until the last year of his life that he really began to be noticed. <laughs> gotcha. I was going to say thank you for giving that explanation for me, a, a, a musically illiterate person at times. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, that's kind of like one of those sort of like humble origin kind of stories. I mean, if he's a teacher more than he was, you know, this prolific musician, that's one of those things I think would, I would think that would make him kind of come out a bit more relatable. It's like, oh, he's done something that... yeah. Is well, I mean, it's uh, the institution of classical music can be imposing, <laughs> you know, something that's like unveiled to the masses or something. But basically, most of these people, the composers, are interesting people. You know, I mean, he, there is a few years of his life, I think he got in connected to the small group of artists and intellectuals or whatnot, and they would have large parties in the evening. And some of those were dedicated to Schubert's music, so they'd call them Schubertiads. Um, but at one of those, uh, this was 1820s, Austria, Vienna, so I think it was the Bismarck Empire. Anyway, they were very concerned about gatherings of people for fear that it was revolutionary activities. I see. <laughs> so police arrived and broke up the party and arrested Schubert and three other people, I believe. <laughs> Just because they were worried about young people hanging out together. <laughs> I mean, hey, historically, us young people have always been very dangerous. You never know what we're going to do. Who knows? Anything could happen. Hmm. We are already a, we're a risk inherently by being young, I tell you. <laughs> but uh, so, and then, could you give me, I guess, give me some more examples of the music that he's 
sort of produced or written way back when he was around. Oh, other works of Schubert that he did. Uh, Primarily, he is known for his vocal compositions. Um, uh, Like I said, over 600 of those that he wrote. You know, um, so there's several, a few hours of that music that is like very commonly performed by singers. And, uh, but... He wrote in almost every genre of the time. He was doing orchestral works. He did a lot of opera, even though that's really barely performed anymore, I think. Um, and even though he like died young of syphilis and some complications with mercury poisoning, but um, he... I don't want to say that he knew he was going to die and that the last works were about him dying necessarily. I think I recall that there was a letter he wrote to someone in which he said, I have big plans for the symphony as a genre. And so he was really trying to do any and everything musically that he could. Okay. It's sort of one of those like leaving a legacy if you touch everything you're going to be remembered somehow yeah even if that may not be your original intention you will be remembered because you've done something just about everywhere yeah okay and so what can you tell me because we've got a little bit of time left here in this first segment what can you tell me a little bit about the performers sure well uh friday is sue kazama she is a local pianist Uh, Very good. She's lived here for over 40 years, I believe, from the Southern Oregon area. And um, I think anyone who has done some amount of musicals or various music productions in town has very likely seen her as a rehearsal pianist or she's done a lot of chamber music stuff as well. She has done solo performances around town throughout all those years as well. Um, But she's really just like one of the best pianists that lives in town currently. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we will continue our conversation about our local, is is it pianist or is it pianist? I've always heard both. I would say pianist. Pianist. Okay. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. Welcome back to Capital Chat. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis. At least I hope I am. I don't think I've changed positions at all. And joining me still is John Hayes from The Jack. Now, we were talking about the local artists for the piano series before we went into the break. Right, right. So we talked about Sue. Uh, Again, very good pianist. Come out to see her Friday night. But uh, Sunday at 3 p.m., I am the performer there. And... uh, so I guess I have to talk about myself now. <laughs> That's always the tricky part. How do you how do you plug yourself? <laughs> you're like, sure. I'll, I'll give a brief sketch of my musical life. So I began piano at 15 years old, uh, rather late for that type of musician. Uh, worked here for several years with a local teacher, Mary Watson, and started master classes with Alexander Tutanov, who at that time would visit UAS four times a year for a master class and private lessons. And then I followed him 
to Southern Oregon University, did my bachelor's, went north to Fairbanks for my master's with Edward Zilberkant. Uh, then after that, I came and did music work here for a couple years, and now I live in Illinois. <laughs> gotcha, okay. I mean, it sounds like you've been traveled a good bit, especially for... A decent bit. Yeah. For doing music, I'd say traveling is a good is good and kind of overall for that kind of a thing. Yeah. You see, a, a lot of times I kind of... Well, mostly I draw inspiration from here, but I was just saying, like, I think sometimes the landscape is an image that one can use when thinking about the music you're playing. There's the level of, like, I can think about the notes and the rhythm and how I'm moving and all that. That's the mechanical aspect. But eventually you have to think about beyond that to some image. It really doesn't even matter what the idea is, just that there's something happening. Gotcha. I can relate to that. I do, uh, I do creative writing in my, my spare time when I have it. And so a lot of that kind of also comes from I'll look around at my surroundings. And yeah. Like, what's the story here? What can I, yeah. what, what do I envision with what's going on around me or what I visually see? And so I can understand that aspect playing into it creatively. Yes. You know, it happens when you're listening to music naturally. Uh, there's all sorts of ways to think about things. But as long as you like, can approach it that way it gives a foundational like impetus some sort of like creative outlet that comes out in the performance i think gotcha well gotta open the floor up to you because we got about i want to say about two minutes here before we go into the nine o'clock hour sure so what do you got for me what other uh well first of all i'll i'll get through the details of the concerts real quick um so friday March 17, 7 p.m., Sue Kazama is playing at the Jack. And March 19, 3 p.m., I will be performing at the Jack. Uh, $25 general admission, $20 senior, and $10 student and youth prices. Um, I guess something I've thought about this piano series from the beginning is that I'm trying to make it something that's not just like people from outside coming in, not just local people, um, but trying to create the sort of like Alaska school of piano playing of like what's the particular flavor that can happen here musically and trying to keep it yeah, rooted in the place, but also like creating bridges to other places as well. Okay, so like a good mix of local locality as well as that sort of external influences in order to create a unique feel, a unique style. Yeah, you know, I as a bit of a joke, sometimes I say like uh, I have a lot of performers that you can hear nowhere else. <laughs> like this is where they get a performance. Gotcha. Well. Definitely want to thank you for coming in. I very much appreciate talking with you. It's been fun. I don't get to talk about music very often. Sure. Yeah. And so thanks it, so much for having me. Yeah. No. It's it's it. Uh, I, and this also extends that it's fun to talk about art stuff. I mean, I may be a science guy, but art 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 is interesting. Art is fun, and it's also important to talk about. It undergirds most things in life. Exactly. Art art helps inspire a lot of different things, with different motivations, and it, you know it has that. If anything's going to last test of time, it's that cultural influence of art because art is also subjective and it's interpretive later. Yep. 
All righty. You have been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.